Boxing Freaks, welcome to another great episode of the J and B-Ray Boxing Podcast, episode 81, here in the Ball Sweat Studios, coming to you live through Sacramento on our feed with B-Ray. We got a lot to talk about, the knockout that shook the heavyweight division, a lot of people giving you shit, a lot of people fucking saying, god damn, what a shot. We talked, Pacquiao Thurman, it's official, press tour is underway, and Tyson Fury, clout chasing, and jumping on the coattail, Deontay Wilder's huge, not huge win, bit highlight real win this past Saturday. But again, folks, I'm not the only one that talks boxing on this show. I do have a co-host, and he's here with me via Sacramento on my iPad. We got B-Ray in the motherfucking house. B-Ray? I was born right. What's going on? Bomb squad, indeed. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Oh, not a lot, but there's a lot of big topics to talk about, man. Fuck Where yeah. do we fucking start? Fuck, why, why not with that big, sensational knockout by uh, Deontay Wilder? Right. I mean, the memes are everywhere. <laughs> you gotta give Deontay Wilder credit. The man has memes. If it, isn't, if it wasn't till this day... If it wasn't to him knocking out the ranks to Vern, and now his right hand of Thanos, everyone's calling it, we wouldn't have memes of talking Deontay Wilder. Let me start off with this, Brian, before we even talk about the fight. Okay, yeah. It wasn't that long ago that a certain two Englishmen would say, nobody in the United States knew who the fuck Deontay Wilder is. Oh, yep. In the last three, two and a half years, this man's made a major impact. I, My wife, who rarely watches boxing... Couldn't wait to watch a Deontay Wilder fight. Because she, so, really? she knew what to expect in this fight. That there was going to be some knockouts, knockdowns, or knockout. I mean, and, again. And, and, and how did she find out about her? Was it the uh, ridiculous things that you see on. And, well, yeah. You know, plus, on you know, media, it, course, it, right? it doesn't help. Their, her husband's a big boxy fan, like, you know. I'm gonna, that, you know too. <laughs> doesn't help, that doesn't help. But no, no. She goes, uh, What are we doing this weekend? Nothing. We're just staying home. Who's fighting? Deontay Wilder. Oh, okay. And then she, uh, she was out. She was in the in the in the office, and she comes. She goes, "What time does the fight start?" I'm like, "It just started, but the main event's about to start." She finished what she was doing, sat down, had her. Uh, I think she was drinking coke and rum. Sat down, <laughs> laid down on the couch. I was on my lazy boy. We started watching the fight, round one. Wow. <laughs> and but to me, that just shows because my, I consider my wife a casual fan, and the fact yeah. that she literally dropped what she was doing to watch this fight because she knew what to expect in a Deontay the Wilder fight. And it comes back to that comment that J.D. Herman goes, nobody nobody knows who he is. I can walk around Times Square and ask him, hey, do you know who Deontay Wilder is? And they won't know who he is. Well, Eddie Hearn, I dare you to go to New York City right now and ask who Deontay Wilder is and see what the reaction is. The fact that he calls himself the Bronx Bomber now. No, that, that says it all. It's last Saturday night. He showed another reason why they call him the Bronx Bomber. Um, so, okay, so last last week we did our predictions. Brian said it was going to be a ninth-round knockout. Brian was very charitable last week in his prediction. I said fourth round. I was also very charitable. The fight ended with two minutes and, uh, I think, two minutes and 14 seconds into round number one. Yep. Not the quickest knockout, but the highlight reel knockout. Uh, going into it, we both said that... that we we both expect we both expected Wilder to win. You said the ninth because you felt that Severn, I mean Severn, Brazil was a sturdy fighter. Uh, right. I said fourth round because I felt he needed to make a statement, which he did make the statement. Oh, he fucking did. And and he surpassed Anthony Joshua because Anthony Joshua took seven rounds to chop this big man down. Wilder did it in two minutes and fourteen seconds. Yep, and they mentioned so, it on the show. Yep. Which which I like to add, I didn't even know about it, so I still read about it. Saturday going to the fight, that Joshua even said he hopes that Brazil was able to extend this fight past seven because then that would show he was better in that fucking fight than Wilder. Wilder came back and said, 
Oh no, here's my right hand. I'm better, son. <laughs> it, it, it was. It, I, I told you when I texted you, like, shit, what a knockout. The, it was so good. Uh, the, the way. The way it happened, it pumped me up so much. I wanted to see more. I was like, fuck, somebody somebody throw in another fighter. So Wilder <laughs> could knock about Because, <laughs> I mean, he was barely getting warmed up, man. That's how the knockout, uh, how, that's how good the knockout was. I was really pumped. I was like, fuck, I want to see another one. I want to see another, another knockout. I want to see Wilder go at it again, trying to knock out another person. That's how good it was. I wanted to see more. Job. He made me want to see him again, and I hope he does come back very, very soon. Trying to find, I think. I don't know. Oh, the just... post fight. Post fight. By the way, I love the post fight interview. I oh, didn't. I didn't. We, 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 he didn't. I don't know. I, I mean, which we will talk very soon. But I don't know. I, I liked it. I don't know, but I, I thought it was pretty good. I can't find his highlight. Um, but look. Uh, I know it was only a short fight. We didn't get a lot to see, but this was uh, Wilder's first fight back from his draw to Tyson Fury. Um, again, we only saw two minutes and 14 seconds of this fight. Did you see anything that indicates that he learned anything? Or what did you... I mean, what... I'm sorry. What did you take from this fight? Because it was a one-sided fight. It was. And, you know, before you say anything, I want to address this real quick. We are not dick divers of Deontay Wilder. We we've here have openly said that he has flaws, that there is that he swings like a wild man. He's this, he's that. But you gotta give the man credit where credit is due and what he's accomplished right now, because he's not supposed to be here. A guy with that type of a, a boxing ability shouldn't be at the top of the division. Better yet, be considered one of the three best heavyweights in the world right now, or be or be considered one of the three-headed beasts of the heavyweight division. Give him his credit before you guys ostracize him and criticize him. Oh, he throws like a wild man. He's a street fighter. Well, this street fighter has nine has 19 defenses and is knocked out basically every opponent except for fucking Tyson Fury. So, but but eventually yeah. everybody went, you know, on the hit, hit the floor. But yeah, yeah, I get you. Um your take on this. I I think I've, I've seen the fight I don't know what, 10 times maybe. <laughs> Cuz again, it was only like 2 minutes and 14 seconds. Honestly, I didn't see much. I didn't see he. The one different thing that I did notice, and I, I don't know, maybe because I don't focus it too much because I'm so focusing on the knockouts and the headshots, but I did notice that he did land, or he attempted to land a couple times with a body. That's something different I, 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 I saw, but I didn't see uh, anything that made me go like, fuck, he learned something from the, from the Fury fight. Maybe I have to wait till he goes in another, like, five rounds but in, in that first round i didn't see much different it was deontay wilder going wild swinging like a son of a bitch and knocking out uh brazil so for me i didn't see what he learned i don't know if he saw something i did notice the body shots um yeah. his jab only his jab is still a little bit you know still still same um the the fainting the setting up of the jab he he wasn't a straight come forward fighter um, he still hasn't learned. Look, when he got some man hurt, you know he jumps on him like a bitch. Like I, he does. Know, I, I like I use Donald Trump's and I jumped on her like a bitch. Um, <laughs> he jumped on him, and he got hit. And and in this division, in this division, one punch can in, can end the night. We just saw this past Saturday night that that is, is a true statement. One punch can end it all. Um, look, you got the man hurt. You have the range. You, uh, from the looks of it, you're working on the range finding with the jab, and you got it hooked because you got the knockout. He set the knockout up. That was a setup knockout. Through through the measuring stick, measured the distance, threw the right hand, and he knew that the right hand was going to land. Again, this goes back to me saying, give him his credit because if he's a fucking one-dimensional fighter, guess what? He's a great one-dimensional fighter because he mm-hmm. lands that fucking right hand perfectly. That what I did notice is he landed it straight down the pipe. He didn't loop it. He didn't swing the fucking right hand like a wild hammer. Uh He fucking went straight down the pipe and landed that fucking atomic bomb. I saw minor changes. Yeah, I would have wished it would have gone maybe another round or two. And and maybe we would have got a little bit of an indication of where they went back to the basics. Uh But 
I mean, you gotta, again, give him his credit because Rebain Severn was on a three-fight win streak. And his last title fight, he went seven rounds with the unified heavyweight champion of the world, Anthony Joshua. And, and again, I'm not using boxing math that, well, you know, well, well, Joshua took seven rounds, Wilder did one round. But in, in, in the division, we got to make some comparisons. I'm using that as, as almost a barometer of comparison because who knows, maybe maybe it, in, the, in the future, Joshua might have an easier time against Ortiz while Ortiz gave Wilder problems. You know what I mean? Uh, so the, the, the math sometimes never makes sense. Like, for example, I'll use an example. Pacquiao Marquez gave each other problems. But Bradley easily outboxed Marquez for 12 rounds. Boxing back this fucking yep. bunk there. So, but Pacquiao had a... He was able to have an easier time with Bradley, even though Bradley gave Marquez problems. So you kind of get where I'm going at. So you can't use boxing math sometimes in this situation. It reminds me because uh, boxing, it's it's a trip. It, can, it trips you out because I remember people were... Uh, saying that, oh, like, they didn't believe when people were saying, oh, wait, Bradley knocked out Brandon Reels. You know, knocked out Brandon Reels. Now, Brandon, you know, now Bradley knocked out Brandon Reels. Like, it's a trip. Like, sometimes you're right. It doesn't work that way sometimes. And here it doesn't, it and here it doesn't work that way, but we, uh, I use it more as, okay, we saw how much, um, Joshua was able to have to chop this guy down. And, and I go by the power, in the sense of the power. You know, and, and you, you, power you can actually determine. Hey, like again, it took seven rounds for Joshua to, to chop this big man down. It took Wilder two yeah. uh, two great right hands to finally let the bomb go, and the bomb finally landed where it needed to land, and he didn't get it. Well, he got up, but by that time the ref knew. No, 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 no. You're you're in no condition to continue to oh, go, sir. No. Even I no said, even even my wife was like, I think he, I, my wife was, he got up, and I'm like, no, they're look at him, look at him, and he was about to fall off the ring, and I go, no, they're stopping this fight. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Unless the unless the ref really wants to let Wilder kill a man in the ring, he'll let the fight go on because there's still time on the clock. But the ref made a great call, even though Dominic Brazil has gone on and said, well, they stopped the fight prematurely. My question to Dominic <laughs> Brazil: Have you looked back at the tape, sir? You got flattened on your ass. You got up on nine, but you stumbled to the ropes. It took exactly. the ref for making sure he didn't fall out of the fucking ropes into the fucking into the judge's fucking table. You were out. He was out. You were out. Um. Again, me and you both. Yeah, we. I agree. We. I wish we would have seen more. But for those two minutes that we saw, we saw the he was able to go to the body. We saw the jab. We. Uh, he's still reckless when it comes to hurting guys, um, which almost costed him because Dominic Brazil. Swung like swung like hell as well, and then landed a right hand that backed up Wilder, which this would uh-huh. be the third time that Wilder's been hurt in a championship fight. He was hurt against Ortiz. I don't fucking believe that I was I was tired and I was just leaning on the ropes to just tire him out. No, Ortiz hurt you, sir. Tyson Fury hurt him because he held on to Tyson Fury, and Dominic yeah. Brazil just hurt you. So he has a good chin, but he's gotten lucky that none of these guys are fucking killers with killer instincts to go after him. He's able to fucking. He's able to. He has. He's a cat with nine lives, and right now he's used three because he's able to survive those fucking those stuns. Um, but I agree. I would have wished to have seen more. Um, let's go into the uh, post fight press conf- uh, post fight interview. Um, before we go into his wild, uh, Wilder's interview with Jim Gray, I d- I'm gonna criticize. I'm gonna criticize Jim Gray. Yeah, I criticize. H- I criticize HBO because you don't shit on another fighter. You don't shit on another fighter because last time I checked, not everybody can be a boxer. Me and you can talk boxing all we want, but at the end of the day, me and you are not professional athletes that step into the ring and put our lives on the line in front of thousands of people watching and millions of at home watching as well. It takes a lot of courage to do what they do. And for another man to rip your performance, whether or not it was one-sided, to rip it and be like, well, nobody wanted to see this fight. Nobody wanted to see Brazil. You're shitting another fighter, Jim Gray. The same way that Jim Lampley shits on other fighters, Jim Gray did the same thing. Disrespectful. If that would I condone what Brazil did. Fuck you. I left. I'm done. Give me my money. I'm done. You did not respect me as a fighter. Give me my respect. Whether or not I got flattened on my ass, you respect the fighter. Jim Gray... Was very disrespectful, and I do not agree what he did. Yeah, I thought that was really odd. I felt very fucking odd that he he made that comment, and you know, yeah, about like when Brazil didn't want to do, he didn't want to do the interview. Uh, and I feel yeah, bad I for Vir- I felt bad for Virgil 
Virgil Hunter, he was like standing there, like I'll do the interview. And no, no, I don't want to do the yeah. interview. If he doesn't want to do it, I don't want to do it. With nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, Jim, and it's okay. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. I feel bad. Like Virgil Hunter had to put his face out there to speak for his fighter. Um, but I'm trying to look for the interview right now. Hold on. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, that part I did not like. But you know, the things that Wilder was saying and the, the questions he was asked. I mean, he answered them. And I mean, like he said, I mean, fuck, man. I mean, he he wants to make the fight against Joshua, and you know, he says we have to be patient. I mean, right now we're we're losing, we're kind of losing our patience right now. All right, I got it right here. Okay, so let me play it real quick for the fans here who haven't listened or forgot. frustration against Dominic Brazil and it just ended here in the first round describe your emotions that led up to this and the end of the fight first of all if you give God the glory he will give you the victory I want to thank Barclay Center I want to thank Brooklyn it's like a second home to me baby I thank y'all I appreciate you guys I'd like to thank my team, Al Heyman, Shelly Finkels, JDs, Mark Breland, Demirius Hill, as we call Cuz, Coach Cuz. I just, you know, everything just came out of me tonight, you know. I know it's been a big build-up to this fight. It was a lot of animosity, a lot of chaos, a lot of hatred against each other. It was a lot of words that were said, and, uh, and it just came out tonight. This is what makes boxing so great, you know. When you can have so much inside, you know, you had to endure, you had to overcome, even with the training. You know, like I said, there's been many times where my body was hurting. You said something to Brazil, however. What did you say to him when you went over to him and embraced him? I just told Brazil, I told him I love him. And, of course, you know, I want to see him go home to his family, you know. I know we say some things that we mean sometimes, but then... When you get into a fight and you sell your differences as men and you hold these gloves up to your fist, this is what the sport is all about. And you can come to the next man and hug him and kiss him and say, thank you so much, you know, instead of other things. This is what the, I wish the world was like that. Well, we can handle this with our hands and at the end of the day, we can hug each other and say, you know what, we live to see another day. And that's what it's all about. Can you describe the disappointment that you have had in the past few months? of having your first draw and then not being permitted to settle that score with Tyson Fury. I mean, I understand what Fury did, you know. I, I understand. When you getting dropped on the canvas like that and you don't know how you got down nor know how you got up, I understand you had to get yourself back together. So that's what he did. So, But that fight will happen. The rematch will happen. Like all these other big fights will happen. I know a lot of people want to know when the, the Joshua fight happened. When? You know, all these fights, the great thing about this is all these fights are in discussion. You know, it's, it's like no doors are closed. All teams, all parties that's involved are talking. And that's the great thing about it. And we know that when the big fights happen, everything goes silent. There's too many people involved, too many opinions involved right now. And it's going to take my team and his team, maybe me and him as well, too, to sit down and just handle this and squash everything and, and get this fight done for the fans. But I want to be because... Go ahead. This fight will happen. The big fight will happen. I promise you that. We'll come patient, come time, and I just want you guys to have patience and have and give us a little time to make this thing happen. It's the way we all benefit from it. Not only just you fans, because we risk our lives in here, so we want to be... We want to make sure we, ha- we get the best and the most money that's possible before we're risking our lives. I mean, the head is not meant to be hit in the first place, so just let us let us get our time to, to, to iron out our differences, and and you guys will know when it, when, it, when it happens. Yet you do recognize, by what you're saying, that with all due respect to these other opponents, the public does not want to see Ruiz. The public does not want to see Dominique Brazil. The public does not want to see whoever this guy is that's fighting Tyson Fury. They want to see you three fight like Ali fought Frazier, like Ali fought Foreman. Like Foreman fought Frazier. So to be recognized in that type of breath for the modern day, you've got to get it on. They don't want to have a whole lot more patience. All right, so I'll cut it right now because I mean, I think everyone else kind of gets on the gets the gif of it. Deontay uh, <laughs> Wilder asked for patience. Jim Gray came out. Well, you can't ask for patience because nobody wants to see. He, he said nobody wants to see John, uh, Andrew Ruiz. Nobody wants to see Deon, uh, Dominic Brazil. No one wants to see fucking. 
uh, whoever the fuck uh, a Fury's facing in a couple weeks. Nobody <laughs> wants to see these guys. He's correct, but when the guy that you just named is in the same ring and he's being woken up from his knockout, you don't do that. In my opinion, I don't know if I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you fans who are listening tonight. But Brian, I would have not done that if I was interviewing him. No, and I was very surprised he did that. I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck? He mentioned Brazil, really? He's he's in the ring." I go, and to expect that he wanted to be interviewed is exactly. very kind of like, "Come on, that's douchey, bro." You just said that nobody wanted to see him, and he just got knocked out, and you expect him to be yeah. like, "Oh, hey, Jim, how are you doing?" I, hey, no, it was a, it was a tough fight, and and I got knocked out. What can I say about it? Thank, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you know you you don't want to see me, and you know, I'm here tonight. Mm-hmm. You, you don't do that. You don't do that. Um, I I don't believe you should do that. Uh, it. How can I say, it? Brian? How much patience do we need when it comes to this fights? Um, he has right now category not category, but he has said, look, where the doors are still open, we're still talking, teams are still talking, but you got to give us time. The big fight's going to take time. How much time do we actually need, Brian? How much uh, marination do we need? I like to say by next year, man, if the fight doesn't happen, then it's people are just going to be going fucking nuts now. How do you say it? I think I think that's the expiration date next year. That has to happen next I year. Think the guy, I think when it comes to Wilder, Fury, and Joshua, they're starting to run out of opponents. It, opponents that fans are going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to see this fight. They're starting to run out of it. I think Fury's starting to run out of it because he had he's picking this one guy he's fighting right now. Joshua was, you know, he had Miller, but Miller, you know, it decided to take every fucking known PD in the world just to fucking perform. Um, and Wilder took a number one contender. Uh, Wilder still has the Ortiz rematch, but do we really want to see it knowing uh, after what we saw from Ortiz, after we saw from the first fight, uh, I'd rather see Tyson Fury, but that one's not working out. Joshua and Wilder still can't come to grips of who, how the split's going to work. We're still stuck in here, and the fans suffer because we're not seeing the fights we want to see right now. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, I asked the question, and I asked the question to the fans right now who are listening. How much time do we actually need? How much time do we want to allow them right now? Because, I mean... Uh, Wilder Brazil did one. I think peaked. I think did a million uh, million views. I think it peaked at nine hundred thousand something uh, views during the fight. You know, maybe I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on that. I don't want people to go. I'll give you the accurate numbers tomorrow. Uh, so it's an inside joke, guys. If you read the comments on our Instagram page, you'll understand. Well, I think he deleted his page because that's how much douchey was. Um, man. Uh, time, time. It, we, we waited. How much time do we have to wait? And do you think it's losing its value? Because some people are saying that you know that fight's kind of losing its value right now. Um, I don't think for Wilder. Wilder got that knockout, and as, as long as Wilder keeps getting these knockouts, he's still going to be some that that type of draw. Um, it got us talking again. I'll say that. Yeah, it got I to talk. That well, on we, we've been, we've always been. Uh, when it comes to me and you, we've always talked about the heavyweight division and, and this no, fight. No, exactly. I, yeah, I, I think but, the casual fans are starting to talk about it now. They're starting to get revved yeah, up. Yeah, there we go. Like but, I started that but, on social media, they're talking even more. The only yeah. reason, hold on, I'm looking for it. The only uh-huh. reason they're starting to get revved up is because this is because one guy decided to be like, oh well, maybe uh maybe uh, the Gypsy King should do a press tour for my fight. So. uh... That's my Gypsy King impression, guys. Here you go. Hold on. Hey, this is Tyson Fury, a.k.a. the Gypsy King. Just like to say, well done to Deontay Wilder in knocking out Dominic Brazil. I got that prediction quite correct. Um, anyone who wants to go toe-to-toe with Deontay Wilder will have the same fate as Dominic Brazil and the rest of his 40 other victims. Um, Andy Joshua, you'll get it as well. Same thing will happen to you, Mush. Dylan White, you'll get it as well. The Bronze Bomber is the most fearsome, most destructive puncher in the heavyweight division. But it's just a pity that he had to lose to the Gypsy King. Anyone who stands in front of Deontay Wilder, he will knock him out. Deontay Wilder is the second baddest man on the planet behind the Gypsy King, a.k.a. Tyson Fury, the number one heavyweight in the world. 
Nobody can beat me. Can't be touched. Boom. Alright. Great segue. So there is talks, Brian. And because there's talks, because this man went on a fucking two-day, three-day media tour to promote his fight against Tom Schwartz, or Tom Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger, whoever the Schwartz is, he's fighting. Power to the Schwartz. Um, Brian, his comment. He said he predicted it. He said he's one of the most fiercest punchers in the heavyweight division. Any man who stands right in front of him gets knocked out. It's sad that he, you know, he could be number one, but he lost to me. Well, correction, it was a draw. And many people think you won, and other people think you lost, and a good punch chunk agree with the draw. But, Brian, he, this goes into the, what we were talking about. Topic, is, Tyson Fury is a very good marketing genius because he's riding the coattail of Deontay Wilder's knockout win against uh, Dominic Brazil. He is. He really is. And what he's saying and how he feels, I think he has every right to feel that way. I don't blame him for feeling that way. I don't care if you... Uh agree or disagree uh i understand of why he feels that way so it's not make i mean again you shouldn't be you know angry and being disagreeing like bullshit you know that that that's not true i mean he has every right to say that and you're right what he's doing he's doing a phenomenal job i mean i, I to be honest i'm getting just a little more even more curious to watch this right now i'll be honest with you the, when you, what you, the rematch or or his uh his fight. If you remember a couple weeks ago, I was like, I don't care. Now I'm like, okay. You want to see him against Tom Schwartz? You know that he's a heavy favorite of knocking out Tom Schwartz? I'm sorry. Tyson Fury knocking out Tom Schwartz? He could barely knock out two cruiserweights when he came back <laughs> from his two-year cocaine and fucking booze binge. Yeah. And hey, I, uh, uh-huh. I'm sorry, continue. No, no, but I'm just curious to see the fight and see what he has to say because I see him winning, obviously, and to see what he has to say after the fight. All right, so here's another what, clip. What of, nonsense he's going to say. Here's another <laughs> clip of him showing off his lineal suit. champions on my suit. I don't see Deontay Wilder or Anthony Joshua on this suit. And if they want to be on it, they got to come through this big boy here. All Get it. Right. I like that very much. Thank you very much. It's wonderful to have you here. So that's what the suit is. It is all the lineal champions. Yeah. And right now, you do not. the only one standing currently is yourself. Yep. Like that a lot. You don't don't miss the lineal heavyweight title defense, June fifteenth. Lineal heavyweight. Now, real quick, before we jump into his lineal suit thing, here's my thing: the lineal champion basically goes back to like John uh, John L. Sullivan, and it's basically you know the man who beat the man who beat the man who beat the man. Now, Brian, uh, Tyson Fury lifted the titles from Vladimir Klitschko and the lineal title, correct? Yep, yes he did. Who did Vladimir Klitschko defeat to become the lineal champion? Because if I'm not mistaken, Lennox Lewis retired as the lineal champion and never was dethroned as the lineal champion. So is he really the lineal champion? In a technicality standpoint, he uh, would you say that Vladimir inherited the lineal title, this mythical title that we talk about that he's not mandated, <laughs> he's not mandated to defend, and uh-huh. he do, it, you know he doesn't. It, he doesn't really have to defend it if he doesn't fucking feel like defending it. Exactly. I mean... In the technical aspect, I, no one ever dethroned I mean, the, the, the no, Lennox Lewis. No one ever dethroned him. No, no, no one did. Oh, no one did. I mean, even though his uh, Vitaly Klitschko almost did, uh, most people's eyes thought that he was winning the fight, but no, he was not dethroned. But, I mean... Hey, he retired. Uh, he's... he. Uh, like I say, he's the linear champion. Is he, he though? Is he, though... Here's the thing, for like, how do you put it this way? Like you said, in, in a technical way, who's really the man? There is really no, no, no. If you look at it, the lineal title ended with Lennox Lewis, and no one has since then, because no one was able to beat Lennox Lewis until the time you know of his retirement. Yeah, you, you're right, you're right. It did end with him, because no one did beat him. You're right. He Same thing, then, I think what, then, I think Mayweather was the lineal champ, welterweight champion, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, he, he was retired, the last one. He retired undefeated, and right now we're trying to look for clarity in the division right now with the welterweights. Apparently, Pacquiao had it when he beat Bradley in the third fight. I heard they were, they were fighting for that. He won it, then, of course, it was removed when he retired. But I get you. Floyd was the last lineal champion, welterweight champion. Okay, so, well, I mean, whatever. Ten, and yeah, the yeah. Aspect, but, okay, the lineal championship, he holds it. Um, yeah. Per, going out here, promoting his fight against Tom Schwartz, I just said right now, um, a couple minutes ago, he's a heavy favorite to win this fight. Even a heavy favorite to knock out Tom Schwartz, and I think in four rounds. Um, he's out there goading 
Deontay Wilder saying, I beat you, I beat you, I beat you. Yeah. Everybody knows I beat you. And, you know, you would be the best, but you didn't beat me because I beat uh, you. You know, uh, and, all that. and then, you know, Joshua, you're just a chump. You know, you're just a chump. Uh, to me, it sounds like a man trying to boost his ego up to me. Oh, yeah, of course. To me, it's trying to promote a fight against an opponent that nobody wants to see. Against a fighter that, let, let's, be on, let's be honest here. And... This might sound contradictory. Sorry, I just burped. This might sound contradictive on my side because I just uh, going into Wilder versus Fury. I was pumping it up. I was trying to justify the Fury fight with Wilder, saying you got to give this man a chance. He's the lineal champion. You know, he gave fits to to Vladimir Klitschko. You got to give him credit. He's getting his shit together. Blah 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 blah. I did all that, but let's be honest. His last two his last two fights before the Wilder fight weren't the most exciting fights. Oh fuck no. No one, no, no one has ever said that they are excited to watch a Tyson Fury fight. No, no. one's ever said that. No one's Not ever really. came out and said, "Damn, I was Just really," you know. No one's ever excited. The only excitement he ever got, excitement he got, was getting knocked down twice, and then the last one doing the Undertaker and getting knocked out and coming <laughs> and getting up. Other than that, he has. If you if you look at the Wilder fight. A lot of people were getting bored by what I was excited because I was like, damn, that's a massive performance by Tyson Fury, I felt. But the casual fans were scratching their heads and going, this fight is getting pretty boring for me because Tyson Fury made it pretty boring. Right? Yeah. Am I, am I correct mm-hmm. on my if I'm If yep. I'm wrong, Brian, correct me. Uh, I'll stop you. Tyson Fury, <laughs> when he was whitewashing Wilder in the rounds, People were, and I remember that because even my my coworkers who were casual fans were telling me afterwards the fight was getting boring. If it wasn't for the ninth round knockdown and the twelfth round knockout, I seriously would have not. I would have thought that that was the boringest heavyweight fight I would have seen in history. If you remember, I was texting you that when you were watching the fight. I did. I texted you making a comment. This fight's kind of uh, it's kind of making me fall asleep. So. In what way yeah. can Tyson Fury entertain? You're trying to now. Is he now? You chose an opponent who's ranked number sixty-three in the world, and I'm repeating it again. He's fighting an opponent ranked number sixty-three in the world. Deontay Wilder just fought a guy I think was ranked in the top ten. Anthony Joshua is fighting a guy outside the top ten, ranked number twelve in the world. They're at least fighting top contenders. Uh-huh. Tyson Fury is the only guy who's fighting a guy that's number sixty-three ranked, but he's out here. Using the Bob Aaron formula and promoting the fight, going, I'm the number one fighter in the world. I beat Avanti Wilder. Josh was just a fucking. He's just, he's just a piece of bum. He's a bum. This suit, this suit was all the lineal champions, and mine faces on it, but not the other two bums. Which I love that. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and if I'm a casual fan, I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to see this guy. But then when you tune in, and let's say. And I'm thinking it's probably gonna go 12 rounds because I don't know if Fury, unless Fury wants probably. to make, unless Fury wants to make a statement. Because no, I think, I think what Joshua fights before Fury, yeah, Joshua fights before Fury, and most likely Joshua's gonna want to make a statement as well. And if he does make a statement, Fury's gonna be pressured to make a statement as well, because you had two of the three best heavyweights in the world make a statement. Yeah. And it's so. Now the re- the reason I'm ranting and raving and you know uh-huh. and go incoherently talking is because I feel my gut feeling is that when we finally watch a Tom Schwartz fight with Tyson Fury, it's gonna be Fury throwing the jab, throwing the right hand, moving side to side, circling around the ring, doing a bolo punch, trying to do the Ali shuffle, just showing off in front of the crowd, and, and I think he's fighting in M- in Vegas. Yeah. Showing off in the Mandalay Bay, doing everything he can, and then people are gonna walk away going, "Wait, but this is the guy that beat Deontay Wilder. Wait, this is the guy that says he's the number one, the number one heavyweight in the world. Wait, but didn't I just see Deontay Wilder decapitate a man? Didn't I just see fucking Anthony Joshua pound the pound the man, pound some flesh for a couple rounds? I just saw this man literally throw on a show." Dancing around the ring and just throwing one punch at a time or three punches at a time and then moving out of danger. Why would I want to see him again? I think because of what he's doing. Because that motherfucker has a big mouth. He has a great guy, mouth. Yeah, and he has a, and he knows how to talk. 
I think that that's his. That's really his bread and butter. That's how he's gonna lure in people. And I get that's his bread and I get that's his bread and butter. But it's up to us. This show, the boxing voice, boxing ego, Ellie setback, all these uh, all these boxing podcasts, YouTube channels, Instagram to inform the masses. Then how is it that the number one fighter in the world who proclaimed to say he beat Deontay Wilder, even though on paper it was a draw, decides to be, I don't need to take the fight, I'm going to go fight the number 63 ranked fighter. And say, I don't need to fight him. I beat him. I beat him. And the other one's a bum. You know what? You two should fight, and then I'll fight the winner. And while you guys decide to fight, I'm going to take a couple other fights, and then we'll see. We'll see if I'll end up taking you guys on. That, and I'm summarizing what he did at his press tour. He went and said that, Brian. I beat Wilder. The other guy, and I mean the other guy, Joshua is a bum. I am the number one best heavyweight in the world. You two fuckers should fight each other first. And then I'll decide whether or not I'll fight you guys because I'm going to be busy taking other fights on. And then when I'm good and ready, I'll fight the winner. Is what he just said. Uh-huh. Where in the fuck did he get that? That is just fucking confidence up the ass to proclaim yourself the number one best heavyweight in the world because you you hold a mythical title. Well, 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 let's well let's see. Of course, it's but you want to fight for the diamond. Uh-huh. Let me ask my question. Does now after watching what Brazil did, do you still want to fucking fight for the diamond belt? <laughs> I'm sure he still wants to fight just for the diamond belt. Yeah. Yeah, I bet he does because he won't have to fucking fight Wilder. <laughs> Oh my God! It's uh, again. I mean, he's he's gonna ride that that he's he is a lineal champion. Of course, he's gonna ride. He of course he kept saying, "I beat uh, Wilder. I don't care if it was a draw." In his mind, I beat Wilder, so that made that makes me one of the best. And fuck Joshua because he's a bum. So that's why he's gonna act like that because I'm not gonna fight Joshua. Why the guy's a bum? And Wilder, pff, I beat him. I don't care what the judges say. I don't care what other people say. I know I won that fight, so I'm. So for him, he's he thinks he's untouchable. He feels like ah, there's no rush for a rematch. Why? I beat him. I I, I get I see that right you now. Know? But my thing is when the fans finally realize what they're watching. Oh, I know. Because my thing is this: when, I'm not giving my prediction yet for the Joshua Andy Ruiz fight, but I think it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a very good fight. I'll say that. I'll say that. I, I feel so. it's gonna be no. It's gonna be a real good hell of a fight, Brian. I don't care what you say. <laughs> You and Mr. Luke can bash. You and Mr. Luke can bash that fight. And you, we'll do that next week. I think it's a good fight. My thing is, you're gonna have to live up to the what Wilder did. Just like Josh. Okay, what Wilder did, he he set the standard right now of how everyone ranting about the heavyweight division. Joshua has now the pressures on Joshua right now too. Coming in next next week, you're fighting a short uh, uh fighter in short notice. You're fighting a fighter that everyone believes you should beat easily. But not only that, you have to make it impressive because guess what? Wilder just made a one not, uh, one punch knockout win this past Saturday night. So you you got all the pressure in the world, and and it's your first fight in the United States. So you got the three pressures. You gotta live up to you gotta live up to the hype of beating Ann Ruiz because you're the, you're supposed to be Ruiz. You gotta live up to the hype because it's your first fight in America, and you gotta live to, up to, to the fight because jo- and Deontay Wilder just knocked the fuck out of Dominic Brazil. So he's pressured in three ways. Now, I believe he's going to excel, and he's going to fucking... I feel it's going to be a hell of a fight. And if he wins, then that sets up the stand, that sets up a new a new, uh, new measuring stick for Tyson Fury, because now Tyson Fury has to live up to what Joshua just did, and he has to live up to what Wilder just did. And the last time, and again, I'm going by Fury's style. Fury will not be able to live up to that expectation with these two men did, and that's... Even, and that's and that's me saying that he's fighting the number three, the number sixty-three ranked fighter in the world. That he will not live up to the fucking expectation that what Joshua and Wilder just did. That's me. I don't know what you think, but I believe he will not live up to live up to the expectations. Well, that's uh, that's how it should be. And, and, that's how it, sh- no, that's it, how it should sh- be. It and should that's not how be. Should look it at should it. not be. He should. To me, Tyson Fury should wipe this guy out in two rounds. Wipe him out. But going by going by Fury style, I doubt he's gonna wipe this guy out in two rounds. I mean, if you say he's ranked what what I don't know number sixty, yeah, he should. 
No way, fans, but you should wipe this man out and show why yeah. you're the number one fighter in the world. The fight against Tom Schwartz should be a showcase fight. Hey, throw throw your power shots, show your boxing moves, and be like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to toy with this guy because that's how good I am. And you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to yawn and I'm going to knock him out because you know what? I got to go party after this. That's the type of performance he should do. And even though he'll take criticism for fighting the number 63-ranked fighter, he showed that that guy didn't belong in the ring with him. Yeah. That's my that's my way of thinking. Again, if I'm wrong, correct me, folks. Brian, if I'm wrong, correct me on this. No, no, you... And it's, that's how it is. That's how it is, and that's how it should be. So what, Wild, so what Wilder did... Joshua and Fury should be, you know, yeah, thinking the way what you're saying. All right, I, I got to do better or at least that same level. I have to make an impact. Yeah. Especially, right. especially when it's a three-headed beast in the heavyweight division. Yeah. Especially that everybody right now is talking about him. Talking about Wilder. Now is, uh, is Joshua's turn out to turn it around and, all right, I want them to talk about me in a good way. <laughs> the majority of a good way to say how great I look and everything. So you're right. And Fury should follow that as well. That's how it is. That's how it is, and that's how it should be. No, I completely agree. I completely that's agree. how it should be. Um, we'll see. What the fuck? Hold on, guys. I'm sorry. Going on, bring it in. Bring it in, Okay, cool. Right, I gotta sign some papers later on. So, um, we're the heavyweight division. It's it is what's gonna be right now. Um, next week. Anthony Joshua takes on Andy Ruiz. I know it's a fight that you didn't want to see. I know it's a fight that Mr. Lou doesn't want to see. Well, he wants to see, but doesn't feel the point of fucking happening. It is happening. Um, and I think, what, a week after that, after the Joshua fight, I think uh, Fury's fighting, if I'm not mistaken, or two weeks after that. I think it's like two weeks after that. So we're going to have basically uh, a good... We, we're going to have a good... Uh, discussion of the heavyweight division and dissecting each performance of each fighter and seeing what's going to happen next. So for right now, uh, we are not. We haven't seen what Josh was going to do with Ruiz because that's next week. We haven't seen what Fury's going to do to Schwartz because that's in a couple weeks. But right now, Wilder. Where does Wilder go next? Because it's obvious he's not going to fight Tyson Fury next. It's obvious he's not going to fight Anthony Joshua next. So who's next on the board? Because the uh, one man that stepped into the ring was the Cuban, the Cuban heavyweight, King Kong, Luis King Kong Ortiz. That's, I mean... It's either Ortiz or a next uh, mandatory uh, mandatory opponent. That's all I can think of. Either he has a rematch with Luis Ortiz, or he just fights another another fighter that is a mandatory for the WBC belt. Um, but the interest will it be there? Or you think? Or do you think the Wilder is getting into the moment where like it doesn't matter who he who he fights right now? We just want to see that knockout. Is he getting? I think. So. I is, think so. Yeah. Is it getting to that Mike Tyson type of aura where like it didn't matter who Mike Tyson fought, you just wanted to see the destruction that he was gonna cause? I think it is. I you know I had that feeling too when that fight happened. I, I was I was thinking, fuck, it's kind of it's kind of getting there to that point where like you know what, people just want to see him fighting no matter who it is. Like they if want to see that like knockout. If he fought a jo- uh, Andy Ruiz, okay, so you don't want to see Joshua versus Ruiz, but let's say that it was Wilder versus Ruiz, would you still want to watch the fight? After that shit, yeah. <laughs> okay. You don't want to see Fury versus Schwartz, but would you want to see Wilder versus Schwartz? Possibly, yeah. Because of the I know Wilder would knock him Because out. of the knockout. The, you're, you're what? You just want... You, we're like... We're sadists in a way because when, you, when you're driving on the freeway, everyone stops and looks at the car crashes on the side because everybody wants exactly. to see what happened. It doesn't matter who Wilder fights at this moment. You know, as long as we get to see the car crash happen. <laughs> yeah. And and that that's to me it's amazing that he's at this moment, which gets when which circles back to where, I would love to see Eddie Hearn go on Times Square and ask, hey, here's a picture of this guy. Do you know who this guy is? <laughs> I bet you a lot of people would be like, oh, that's the heavy, that's the heavyweight champion, that's the American heavyweight, Deontay Wilder, or be like, oh no, yeah, I know that guy. He's that guy in the memes that knocked that one guy out. <laughs> I think it would backfire yeah. on Eddie Hearn. He would have to find some like, like no. Some guy that doesn't know shit about fucking boxing or sports in general. Nothing. You'd have to look for that. Because that's what I think would have to happen. That's what yeah, I thought. And they, they don't. Yeah. And, and they can't make the excuse no more. Like, oh, who, who is he? Like, is he... Do people recognize him? Because I remember they were saying that. 
and I when think the, the negotiations po- were starting with that fight. And I think the neg- and I think if the negotiations started, this fight's a fifty fifty fight now. You you know what you're right, and that reminds me. I believe I heard a, apparently a comment that George Foreman made. I don't know if you heard about it. Let me see right now. If I had, did I don't know if I sent it to you or. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but I think I heard something uh, somewhere that apparently George Foreman just made a comment saying that if that fight happens, it, it will it will surpass Ali Frazier. That's how far he went. Yeah, the biggest fight of all time. Boxing legend George Foreman believed the fight between Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder would be the would be bigger than Ali versus Frazier. Yep, that's um, a lot. That's that's crazy for him to think that way. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that. But it, it it will be a huge fight if it's made. I think I think it is. I think I think I think we're closer to this one than Fury right now. I don't know why I'm thinking that. I think so too. I, I think now they're starting to see. You know what? The the, the money is piling up. It's a lot of fucking money in, in this fight. They're starting to see that now. To the I, point where they're like, we gotta negotiate. I think we gotta negotiate. I think fight. we might. Not, I think we'll end up seeing this fight next year. I think. 2020, I think 2020 was a more correct one, and I know we spoke about it episodes ago where they were saying, well, you know, you know, we're probably going to fight in 2020, and I think that's a fight that actually is probably going to get made in 2020. I think Wilder's going to take two fights, rematch against Ortiz, and another one against, like you said, maybe another ranked contender that he needs to fight. Uh-huh. Joshua's probably going to take uh, Dylan Wine in a rematch, and then another guy that he has to defend his uh, one of the straps he defends against. So that's what I think, so... I'm just, I'm just, you know, if the fight is made, I'm, I'm just curious of the negotiations of where it's going to take place like that. Uh-huh. Is it to be, is it to be the zone? Is it going to be on Showtime? That's going to be very interesting. That's something they're, they're going to have to work it out. Yeah. But uh, until then, we'll have to wait. Until then, you guys will hear from us. All right. Next topic. Uh-huh. Gary Russell Jr. fought on the undercard of Deontay Wilder's fight, and he got a fifth round TKO over Kiko Martinez, and. Uh, we're not going to break down that fight because, I mean, it was Kiko Martinez. No disrespect. The uh-huh. level of opposition wasn't as up to par as we hoped to expect to of the level of uh, Gary Russell Jr. But afterwards, um, Gary Russell Jr. called out Leo Santa Cruz and basically called out the whole entire 126-pound division and said, Hey, I want to fight all you guys. I want all the smoke. Yep. Al, make it happen. And that shirt he was wearing, <laughs> and and he also said, if this doesn't happen, I'll I'll consider moving up. Mm-hmm. Brian, what's your take on it? Real quick, on I, I I love that. Actually, I really love that fight, man. That's a fight I really want to see, and I, I don't blame him. I mean, for I believe he said made a comment. If that fight's not made, if it's not made, I'll go up and wait. Did he say something like that? Right? Yeah, he said that if I can't I get if I can't get a unification yeah. against any of the title holders in 126, then I'll just move up and wait. Get myself get myself a number one contender shot. Get my get ranked in the, one of the title organizations, and uh-huh. then fight for the belt out there. I don't blame him. Like why he should wait? He he looks hungry. He looks he he wants to win another world title at another weight class. Well, he so, fights and, once a year though. Yeah, he does. You know what? And, I, and that's one thing I do and feel. He, he should when, fight at least twice a year. And when he comes back, he fights against no offense, C level fighters. Yeah, it's not like you know he's coming back and fighting against A level opposition all the time. He's coming back against no disrespect. I mean, I don't, I don't like disrespect fighters, but against a Kiko Martinez. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, so, oh my god, my stomach. Sorry. It's, it's kind of hard to root for him. I, I'd love to see him against Leo Santa Cruz. I think that'd be a great fight. I'd yeah. love to see him against Abner Morris. I think it'd be a great fight. Love to see him against uh, Josh Warrington. I'd love to see those fights. Love it. Would love to see him against Tank Davis. Would love all that. Oh, but yeah, he fight. shows us something. He makes us clamor for a fight and then disappears for another year. Uh-huh. Like I was, I, and I, I, my wife was like, "Who the who has this guy fight him all? He fought Joseph Jojo Diaz. I'm all, but why was he gone? Was he injured? I'm like, no, he wasn't injured. I'm all, then I realized you're right. Diaz lost to this guy, and Diaz has fought like three fights in a row already since I lost. Gary Russell Jr. has fought once since his win against Diaz. Yeah, he's fought once. So like, and and and, I'm, and I was trying to remember, and, and and I forgot what episode it was when we were talking about the when we recapped that fight, and we were like, "Damn, he's really good. We can't wait to see him again." Fuck, that was a year ago, Brian. We did that, that episode a year, a year ago. ago. 
Yeah, and, and then and they mentioned that. I remember on the show, they're like, hey, you know, last, his last fight was just a year ago, right? They go, was this a year ago to, so, uh, from, from tomorrow? They're like, yeah, he beat uh, uh, Joseph Diaz. And so, I believe he even told me last year, I believe he told me, like, yeah, he kind of, he kind of noticed that he said he fights once a year. Yeah, he does, and I told him too. But here, but that, that, that fight against Diaz, he performed great. I and, and made me want to see him again, but not a year later. So here he no. comes back. He does good. He fucking is vocal about fighting Leo Santa Cruz. You, you again. You got the win, impressive win. You called him out, but everyone's like hyped. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then we all start remembering. Wait, where, where, where are we at? Wait, it's uh, it's May seventeenth. Fuck, I'm not gonna see him until next year. <laughs> then we forget about him the whole fucking twelve months. We forget about him until next year. We remember it. We're like, oh, this guy's pretty good. I want to see him. Oh wait, wait, we're not gonna see him until next year. <laughs> so it's kind of hard for him to ask for the top fighters when you come in and you're not gonna fight until the next year. Guys like Leo Santa oh, Cruz are active. Guys like Abner Mars are active. Guys like Warrington are active. These guys are active fighters who are looking for the big paydays, the big fights. You are not a big fighter. He's he's a skilled fighter, but you should strike when the iron's hot. When he beat Diaz in the very competitive fight, he should have struck when the iron's hot, and she just, and he should have fucking got himself another fight. Get I agree. get your name rolling around. Get the buzz going because guess I- what. Uh-huh. The, the boxing fans are going to want to see the fight. Yeah, I, I want for sure I want to see him against Leo Santa Cruz. For sure I want to see him against Tank Davis. The casual fans are going to remember you right now. And then ne- at the end of this week, they're going to forget about the performance against Kiko Martinez because you're not going to fucking say anything else because you go back to fucking, you go back to your hometown and you don't come back until next year talking the same thing. I want to fight the best. I want to fight the best. But you're fighting once a year, bro. Exactly. It's kind of Instead hard of to taking keep... a year off. He should it's... be fighting in the fall. It's hard to keep your name relevant. Boxing is not what you've done. It's what you've done for me lately. Exactly. And it's kind of hard when you're fighting once a year. You're not Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> you're not. Only Floyd was able to be like, deuces, I'll see you next year, guys. Mm-hmm. Remember he was. Remember he did a good run where he was like what three years in a row, with just coming back every year, taking a year off. Every year, yep. taking a year. Oh, I'm gonna fight in May. All right, see you guys next May. Oh, I'm gonna fight in September. See you next September. <laughs> he fight. He did that for a while, but people were missing him. Like, oh, I want to see him. Oh my god, he's the best because he had already built. He had already built the reputation of being the best fighter in the world. He had fought the best. He he had done what he needed to do to get to the point where like I can fight once a year. I don't care. I'm big enough. My name is big enough that people are gonna remember me while I'm not when I'm not active. Gary Russell Jr. is not at that level yet to be. No. Uh, Manny Pacquiao fights what, once, twice a year nowadays. Yeah. He has the status to be like, I can walk out, come back eight months later, people, and I'm still relevant in the division. Yeah. No offense to Gary Russell Jr. You fought right now. Your name is relevant currently. It's gonna fade away, and we're gonna forget about you for the next year. Because you're not relevant enough to talk about, oh, Leo Sanchez should fight him. Oh, Tank Davis should fight him. Because you're not relevant, sir. You're not relevant to the casual fans. The boxing fans, we're always going to mention you. But to the casual fans, the fans that you want to attract so you can get the big paydays. Because he even said, I'm a smart fighter. I fight for, I fight for the right amount of money against the opponent that I need to fight against. Well, guess what? You're always going to be fighting for the same amount of money you're going to make. You're never. You're hitting a. You're hitting a. Uh. 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 uh, uh you're hitting the ceiling, when it comes to your paydays, because you're not making yourself relevant. Guys like Joseph Joseph Jojo Diaz are starting to build a name up. They're going to keep rising and rising and rising, and most likely in the future we're going to see them against a Leo Santa Cruz, a Tank Davis, uh, so on and so forth. That's what we're going to see. You're not because you're fighting once a year, so it's hard to justify. You get in the big fights when you're fighting once a year. You're talented enough, which should get you the shot. But you're not popular enough to the casual fans to want to see you against Leo Santa Cruz. It's a shame, yeah, that he's not very active because if he was more active, I think, yeah, more people will have, there'll be more eyes on him because, yeah, I, I almost forgot that he fought last year. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, for me, I yeah, I, I think he should fight again sometime in the fall. Again, just keep, keep yourself active because he's pretty good. 
bitch. We'll see what happens. Right, exactly. We'll see what happens with that motherfucker. Alright. In other news, the press tour has begun. Manny Pacquiao, Senator Manny Pacquiao versus Keith one time Thurman, Brian. Uh huh. Um Interesting in a way. It is. Yep. We spoke about it last week and we both agreed that Keith this is the best opponent that Manny Pacquiao's facing against Keith Thurman because Keith Thurman is no um no Adrian Broner. He's no Lucas Matisse. He's no Jeff Horn. Um, Keith Thurman's a legit fighter. Yeah, he his performance against uh, uh, Josito Lopez wasn't as bad, wasn't the best, but you can't take away that he's a hell of a good fighter. No, of course not. And this is one of another good fighter. This is another uh, one of the best opponents Keith Thurman is facing right now, currently. Um, after coming back from his back-to-back wins against Porter and, and Garcia. Um, so this is the best opponent for each other right now. Um, is this a passing of the torch? Do you see right now without giving a prediction? But in, in, in a way, giving it but not giving it. But is it kind of? Do you feel that the the storyline going into this fight is going to be the young lion versus the old lion? Because I feel that every time Pacquiao fights now, it's how long can you do this? You're 40 years old. Can you go against these young fighters? I, I mean, and, I, and and I think that's the that's the story really. Probably the biggest story, I guess, of of, of them all. I mean, this guy he's still. He's still going out. He's like 40, I believe, 40, 41. And he's still fighting these, like, you know, young, hungry uh, lions. Yeah, that's a story, man. And you know what? What the comments that Keith Thurman was saying, it, it, it is. It, it does feel like this is a passing of the torch. It really is. Think about it. The Thurman wants to retire him. <laughs> yeah, he, he was saying those crazy, he crazy wants to shit end, like that. He wants to end the Pacquiao era the same way that Pacquiao ended the, the De La Hoya era. De La Hoya. Um, look, uh, I'm not. I have not been one of the biggest Pacquiao advocates, um, off air and on the air here. I, I can admit that, but Pacquiao is, is still a good fighter against certain opponents. This uh, this caliber of opponent, it's iffy because if you're judging him by his past fight, then this is a fifty fifty fight. Uh-huh. If you're going by Keith Thurman, who beat Garcia and Porter. Then Keith Thurman is a heavy favorite going into this fight, but because you know we're going, you're only as good as your last fight. We're going by his last fight, and we're going by Pacquiao's last fight. Um, I feel it's an intriguing fight, and it is. Uh, I feel that the storyline, the narrative, will be the passing of the torch, and I think Keith Thurman is setting the blaze on that by saying, "I want to retire this guy. This guy shouldn't be here. He's a senator. Go back to the Philippines and be a senator." Though his words, not mine. You know, I, he, he, he's basically saying, you know, it's all about the new kids now. It's all about the new generation. That's the impression I got from him. It's all about that. It's all about the great new energy, generation. though. I feel it's good energy. Very good energy. And, and we, we talked about this, right? How well, like, he needs that type of energy. He needs that attitude to, you know, in order to win that fight. Um, Pacquiao still at Roach. Do you feel that? Um, do you feel that Freddie Roach will have a bigger impact in this training camp, or is it going to be another training camp where he's just sitting on the side and he's just the, the the famous Freddie Roach in the corner of legendary Manny Pacquiao, and it'll be Boo Boy doing all the, the stuff. Or is Freddie Roach going to have his input in this fight? That's a very good question, man. I, I mean, I, for me, I would hope that Freddie Roach, you know, he, he he does whatever he can to help him out. So I, I, I think it, it should be Roach. I think it should be Freddie Roach, man, really be training him. and uh, Because, yeah, it did look like it was Boo Boy, right, that was taking over the, most of the of the training. I think Freddie Roach, man, he... You should really try to help him out because, like you said, this is not Lucas Matisse. This is not Adrian Broner. This is Keith Thurman. And I think, yeah, all hands should be on the deck. All hands should be on this fight. Boo Boy, Freddy, yeah. everybody should be on this because this is a dangerous fighter. And, um, yeah, Thurman hasn't really knocked at anybody out, but he still holds power. Yeah. So I think it's an intriguing fight. I think it's an interesting fight. I can't wait for that fight. Um Oh, me too. I think it's, it's. I think it's gonna be one of the best, really, one of the best fights of the year. Of the year, of the year. I, something tells me that. Huh. I think I got one here. Says Keith Thurman says after he loses, after Benny Pacquiao loses, he will not. Oh no! So he will not have. He will not have a third fight until the nineteen. He wants time to relax after giving Pacquiao an ass whipping. And a, <laughs> a third, a third time this year, Thurman asked after a press conference at the Gotham Hall in Manhattan. No, sir. No, sir. We will get this job done, shoot, 
and will relax, you know. I'm very happy to stay active, and I would love to continue to perform twice a year instead of the slow rolling that I was doing when I was champion. When I fought Sean for one that year, and then I waited for Danny, I could stay busy, you know. It depends how I feel. But I'm projecting a third fight this year? No. This might, uh, so he's already saying, look, I'm not going to fight... I'm not gonna fight this another another one. Is he looking at it as like I don't need to you know? Hey, let me take my money, win win or lose. Let me take my money and go count it. And I'm not gonna fight the end of this year. Is that a good move? Yeah, that's basically what he's saying. I mean, I think if a fighter fights twice a year, I think that's fine. I think so too. I think that's fine. You know, this isn't this isn't yeah. back in the day. Like you gotta imagine, these guys are ranking in hundreds to millions of dollars. In in in, uh, in their pockets from these fights, you know, give them time to rest. I think the longevity of these fighters nowadays is getting bigger and bigger. Before you were out of your prime and you're fucking in your when you were third, you were turning thirty, you're out of your prime. You got fighters that have gone to all the points of fifty years old fighting. Um, guys are are forty five years old still fighting and still keep uh, Manny Pacquiao's forty. He technically Manny Pacquiao should be out of his prime and out of boxing right now. But we're talking about Manny Pacquiao in a main event slot. Uh, on a PBC on Fox card pay per view. Uh-huh. I think the as the uh, the fight the fight game is is evolving. So should the notion of, of a fighter should fight three times a year. If Thurman's knocking, if, like I feel it's Thurman. If Thurman's doing a Deontay Wilder thing and knocking guys out in the first round, yeah, you could fight three times a year. Shit, you can fight four times a year. Triple G did that one year. Remember Triple G fought what four times a whole year because he was knocking fuckers out left and right. Yeah, like three four times a year. Yeah. Because you have them, you know, I fuck it. Andrew Ruiz is fighting real right away after winning, after getting his um, knockout win. Um, uh, uh-huh. On that fucking uh, Fox card on the Granados, Garcia yeah. on the card. Uh-huh. He won there and is fighting again. Because you know what? I didn't break a sweat. I didn't get hurt. Fuck it. I'll do another fight. <laughs> fuck it. I got this. Let's do it. Because he didn't have a hard time. But if you're going to go a grueling 12 rounds, he just he fought a grueling fight against Josecito Lopez for 12 rounds. He probably expects another grueling 12-round fight against his old Pacquiao, but not really old because he's a fucking great. He's a, he's a hard, he's a, he's a, a hard fight to, to go against. Uh-huh. I don't need to fight a third time. Let me rest. So what's the big deal about that? I know you know what I, I don't think it's not much of a big deal. I think the big deal people are attacking him with. I think uh, I saw a little bit of the interview where they asked him, "Are you going to fight Earl Spence?" And I noticed that, oh, oh, that oh, question okay. the most. Can you repeat that again? Because you broke up a little bit. Oh, okay. No, uh, what I said is that uh, I mean, yeah, like they are giving him some shit about like you know fighting again, uh, third time this year. But I think. What they're giving him some shit the most, I'm kind of noticing, is they're asking him, are you going to fight Earl Spence Jr.? And what was his, what's it, what has been his response? Well, he kept saying that, you know, I'm willing to fight anybody, he goes. I mean, he didn't really say yes or no, but the guy kept saying, it's a yes or no, you're going to fight Earl Spence. He goes, I'll fight anybody, he goes. I mean, Earl Spence, he needs to continue winning, he goes. Which he looks like he is, but yeah, but he needs to continue winning. But I'm still ranked number one, the best pound for pound fighter in the welterweight division, something like that. I'm still ranked number one. He's basically saying next year, next year he will. You think basically he's just gonna wait him out, or what do you think? He's waiting him out. He's gonna wait him out. But, you know, Spence is on a roll, and Keith Urban knows that, and he's just gonna wait. He, he's gonna buy. He's he's, he's, he's he's still gonna take his time. Thurman's is going to take his time on that guy. The guy's a beast. The guy's a beast. Thurman knows it. And he's going to take all the time he wants. Until he feels like, all right, I I probably have a shot. Maybe I can get a crack out of this guy. I bet I'm trying to turn some stuff on here, guys. Yeah, I get you. Um, I don't want to say scared. That's just, like, too easy. I don't want to say fucking scared, but... I don't think he's any fighters. I don't think any fight is scared. I think, you know, he's probably maybe. I think maybe he's looking at it as like, okay, if I fight Porter, it's not going to give me that much attention. If I fight Garcia, not that much attention. The fans really don't want to see it. Um, Spence is going to fight this guy. I'm going to fight Pacquiao. I've already said I'm not going to fight until next year. I'd rather fight until next year. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather fight until next year. By that time, Spence and Porter have already fucking unified, and then I can fight and unify with them. And then probably just uh-huh. wait for another big fight next year. 
There we go. So, I mean, that, to me, that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, that, that could be the plan for him, yeah. But again, today's episode is basically about, we'll see. Yeah, basically. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if Tyson Fury fights Wilder, jo- uh, fights Wilder, Joshua. We'll see if Wilder will fight Joshua or Fury, and vice versa. We'll see. We'll see if Gary Russell Jr. gets his shot against Leo Santa Cruz or, or Javante Davis. We'll see if we'll finally see Spence versus Thurman. We'll see how this fight will pan out against Thurman and Pacquiao. This whole episode narrative is we'll see. <laughs> That's all. It's we'll see. We'll see. Uh-huh. And uh, as we see, we're probably going to call it a night, guys, because that's all we got for tonight's episode. Yep. Um, we'll be back next week to do a recap of, not a recap, our prediction of Joshua versus Andy Ruiz, any other uh, developments in boxing around the world. Um, don't forget to download this episode, subscribe, give us a five-star rating. If you're listening on iTunes, give us uh, good feedback. We'll read it out on this episode. Below the description of this episode, you'll see all our um, our social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, we're also on Tumblr um, as the Rambling Network. You can find us there and hit us up, show us, uh, do your thing. You can also find B-Ray on B-Ray89, where he's always putting on his wrestling and boxing news all the time. Um, other than that, guys, um, we thank you for joining. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, that's all we want to do at the end of every episode. At the end, we want to do every episode is thank you guys, the fans, because we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you guys who listen and like it. Um, once again, give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, if you guys want a quick shout-out, hit us up. We'll give you a shout-out if you got some stuff going on. Um, I know we lagged it a while ago, but if you're an up-and-coming fighter or know a fighter coming up in the rankings or coming up in the in the boxing circuit, Hit us up with it. We'll give you a shout-out on our Instagram page. Showcase you. We have the platform. Let's use it. So, Brian, any last things? Any last words before we sign out? No, man. I want to say thanks. Thanks for down- downloading this. Thanks for listening to us. And, uh, yeah, hope to be back next week. All right. Um, thank you. And uh, we're out. We're out, motherfuckers. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found... MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice. My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com.